So I worked in tech for many years. So I mostly write career articles and record podcast episodes that talk about the tech industry and professions related to that industry. But I also spent several years of my earlier life in hourly roles and lots of blue collar jobs. So in this episode, I want to share some strategies to get ahead in any job in any industry. I'm Larry Cornette, and this is Invincible Career. So first off, uh, just a quick reminder and announcement. I have a live, quote, fireside chat with Q&A coming up on Monday, June 26th. I'd love to have you join me and the rest of the folks to talk about careers, job searches, job interviews, offer negotiation, professional growth, pretty much any question that you would like me to answer. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, this uh, is How to Get Ahead in Any Job, Issue 468. And I have a link that you can use to save a seat for the fireside chat and add it to your calendar. It'd be great to uh, to see you all there. So I also want to thank the folks who gave me feedback about how to keep improving my newsletter and this podcast. And I've already incorporated some of it and made some changes. One excellent piece of feedback from Michelle, hi Michelle, was to be more inclusive with my career advice and not always talk about tech jobs, for example. Many folks work hourly nine to five jobs. You know, they're not on salary. A lot of folks work blue collar jobs, but they also want to leverage their skills to land better paying jobs, get promoted, have a better work-life balance, you name it. Now, I actually spent many years of my life working in jobs like that before I ended up in tech. The good news is some strategies will help you get ahead in any job and in any industry, you know, across IT, retail, restaurant, construction work, manufacturing, healthcare, you name it. During my previous non-tech career, I found ways to get promoted and land better jobs. I also sat on the other side of the table as a supervisor and a leader. So I know who performed well and got ahead versus those who did not and occasionally got fired. I just want to give you a quick overview of my weird career path uh, and the various jobs I've had. And this isn't going to be every job, believe it or not. I've had a lot of weird jobs in my lifetime. You know, as a child, I had a paper route. I operated a lemonade stand. I mowed lawns. I did yard work. Uh, I sold magazines door to door, and I did some farm work because we, uh, I grew up in the Midwest. During high school, I worked at a local grocery store. You know, I stocked shelves at night. I bagged groceries. I also mowed lawns and did other kinds of yard work around town. And again, I did some farm work on the side when I could. Now, after high school, I joined the military 
to help pay for my college education. I went through Army basic training in Fort Knox, Kentucky, and ended up in the National Guard for many years, first as a tank gunner and then as an ambulance medic on one of the original Humvees. I also worked at fast food restaurants. I worked at McDonald's and a Mexican restaurant. Uh, I was an engraver at a trophy shop. I worked in receiving and stocking at Kmart. Remember Kmart? Uh, I had a temporary job. I think it was a summer job at a road construction company. Became a night security guard on campus at the university. And while I was finishing up college in the last year or so, I ended up working almost full time as a police dispatcher. So yeah, I said weird. <laughs> lots of lots of weird jobs. Now, when I worked in a job long enough, and you have to work more than a few weeks or a couple months, I often received promotions. Looking back, some lessons I took away from all of that helped me with the rest of my career. And I hope some of this advice will be useful for you too. So I'm going to talk about a few strategies, things you should be doing. Uh, one, first one, kind of important, be good at what you do. <laughs> and I know this advice sounds obvious, right? It sounds really obvious. But I've encountered many folks who expect raises and promotions when they're still not very good at their jobs. Some people think that time on the job is all that matters, which is not true. Other people think they should get raises simply because they need the money. Sorry, businesses don't work that way either. You know, people will say, Hey, I've been working here for a year. Isn't it time for a promotion? Or my rent went up, so I need a raise. I need more money. People have said that. If you demand more money when you're not that good at your job yet, don't be surprised if your employer replaces you with someone else, right? They're going to hire someone who's less of a pain and they'll pay less money because you're just not that good at what you do. So they can easily replace you. You must be competent and provide solid value if you want to raise. You want your employer to kind of worry about losing you because you're, quote, one of the good ones. You must perform better than your current position if you want a promotion. And I've mentioned this before in the past. No employer wants to promote someone and hope they'll be able to handle the new responsibilities. It doesn't end well if it doesn't work out. That's how folks get demoted. That's how people get fired. And they'd rather not do that. I once worked for a company, and this is way back during college, and even when I, I briefly dropped out of college, that's another story, but yeah, I came back. Uh, the company provided awards, medals, trophies, plaques, stuff like that, you know, for baseball teams and high schools and all kinds of stuff. And I started working there as a trophy assembler, right? Putting the marble pieces together and the stacks of the trophy and the wood plaques and the brass plaques, all that stuff. Exciting, huh? Really, really exciting. I think they're still in business, believe it or not. When I, 
went back for a visit to see some friends. But uh, I was fast. I was pretty fast at assembling things. I was competent and I showed up for work on time. Believe, believe it or not, that's, that's somewhat rare. I showed up and did my work. I showed up for my schedule. Plus, I didn't break the trophies and damage expensive materials like some folks did. There were some folks that drank a few too many of the complimentary beers that were in the the work fridge and got clumsy and broke things. One day, uh, my boss pulled me aside and asked if I was willing to learn how to run a computerized engraving machine. You got to realize stuff being computerized was kind of new back then. And I had no clue, And I, but I said, yeah, sure. And then I did it. I got trained and I demonstrated that I was a pretty fast learner. And that resulted in a promotion and a raise. I made more money doing that. So yeah, I got good at what I did and I stepped up and showed that I could do the next job too. Second important thing is keep learning and growing. You got to keep, you got to keep learning. Now, if you're okay with a job, just being a job and, and there's nothing wrong with that, then you may not worry too much about your professional development. Maybe your job just pays the bills and you focus your energy and your passion on something outside of work. I have some friends like that. Um, you know, I know one person who just says, Hey, my job buys me really nice mountain bikes. I like to mountain bike on the weekends. Maybe you like to write books or make art, or maybe you play in a band. However, if you are ambitious and you want to move up, you must always seek opportunities to acquire new skills, knowledge, and experience. Some employers will have programs to support this growth and they'll invest in you. For example, one of my employers was a university. So I could take courses at a discounted rate, which is fantastic. You should take advantage of any perk that you have like that. I mean, use it as much as possible to acquire skills and and knowledge. If your employer doesn't provide learning and training programs, invest in yourself. Set a career goal, make a plan. I'm going to talk more about that and find ways to educate yourself, to keep learning and growing. If you remember, I had a guest on my podcast a few years ago who did just that, Sam Sycamore. So he was a landscape carpenter worried about his future financial security and his physical health. It was a very demanding job. So he taught himself web development, JavaScript, every night after work. He eventually landed some gigs and that changed his career forever. He changed professions. He taught himself. He didn't go back to school. No one else taught him. He taught himself. He's now a developer relations engineer. He's making more money than ever before, way more money. And he's happier. You know, I still follow him on social media. He's way happier. The next thing that's important is to be reliable. And again, this is stuff, as I said, this applies to any job, any industry. You know, these are strategies that work to get you ahead in any job. And reliability is one of those things you think should go without saying. Of course, you should be reliable. You should be dependable as an employee. I know we instilled this in our children as they entered the working world. It's like, yeah, when you say you're going to work, you work. 
When you're going to start work at eight, you start work at eight. And it was funny to see them being appreciated by their managers like it was something rare to show up for their schedule, to show up on time. And they kept their jobs. They were kept on board even as the companies let other employees go. And I watched that. This is a few years ago. But the company was slowly but surely letting people go because they didn't have that much work left. And the last people standing were my kids. (laughs) The last employees they kept on board because they worked. They showed up on time. And it was true during my previous jobs, my own jobs as well. I often got promoted simply because I was one of the few who always showed up for their shifts. I always showed up for my work. And I also lasted longer in many of my jobs than those who kept quitting every few months. And that kind of happens with some of these jobs. And that certainly happens when you hire high school kids and college kids. People are quitting every few weeks, every few months. I had some of these jobs when I was in college for years. And so... I got promoted. Uh, One example, I was promoted, I guess you could say, to squad leader when I was in Army basic training, mostly because I wasn't a screw-up. I mean, you meet some really (laughs) interesting people when you are in Army basic training or any military basic training. I mean, I listened I paid attention. I executed orders. I did what I was told to do and they could trust me to get work done without a ton of oversight. It's like, go do this, make it happen. And I got it done without a whole lot of supervision. And later during my service in the national guard, they promoted me to platoon sergeant for similar reasons. I showed up for duty. I showed up on time. I didn't show up for duty drunk or high. I didn't fail my drug test. I worked hard and I got things done without trying to get out of doing the task, without trying to sneak off and take a nap. Yes, people did that. They would sneak off and climb into a vehicle and take a nap or just plain disappear. They were told to do something. You go to check on them and they were missing. They weren't there. They didn't do their work. They just vanished before the work was done. Now this strategy seems obvious, But you'd be surprised by the number of employees who just fail at the following. I mean, if you want to get ahead at work, your boss should be able to count on you to show up for the shifts you're scheduled to work. Show up to work on time. Do the work you're supposed to do. Complete your work on time and with quality. And tell people if you're going to miss work, you know, if you're sick or if you're going to show up late, let someone know. This sounds silly, right? Maybe it sounds silly, but I have seen people fail at all of these. And guess what? They don't get raises. They don't get promotions. Uh, The next thing is don't be a pain. Don't be a pain. We've all worked with people who were a thorn in their manager's side. And that happens in every job I've had. There have been people in retail and restaurants and my blue collar jobs and my tech jobs that were a pain in the butt. I've worked in so many industries for so many different kinds of employers and I've seen some pretty crazy stuff. You know, for example, we had a random drug test once and some of the guys were freaking out and they kept trying to leave, but they weren't allowed to. It's like, you can't leave. We are 
We are locked in. We're going to get our drug test. And found out apparently they were at a party the night before and had snorted a lot of cocaine. They did a whole bunch of coke. And they're like, oh no. Yeah, oh no, that's right. <laughs> that, that didn't end very well for them. Uh, another person I worked with would bring a tumbler of coffee to work every day. Hey, we all do that, right? Everybody, a lot of people drink coffee. But uh, theirs was heavily laced with scotch. We all could smell it. I mean, as this person was drinking their, quote, coffee, the scent of scotch filled the room. A couple of people I worked with would take an afternoon break to drink beers in the parking lot. And then they returned to work feeling pretty good. And they often accidentally broke stuff. A lot of materials, a lot of tools. They eventually got fired. In another example, one coworker just loved to argue with the boss about every little thing in front of everyone else. You know, right in front of everyone else. Hey, pro tip, bosses hate that. No one wants that to happen. So if you're more trouble than you're worth, you know, you're not providing enough value for the stress you create for your boss, you are certainly not going to get a promotion. You're not going to get a raise. And sooner or later, you're probably going to lose your job. I want to make a quick note here. I am not saying you should kiss your manager's butt or endure, endure mistreatment. It is okay to ask questions. It is okay to push back on an unreasonable request or something wrong. It is more than okay to expect fair treatment at work. But do so professionally, right? Be a professional. And it's usually a good idea if you're going to have a challenging conversation with your boss to do so in private. You have a one-on-one meeting, go into an office, whatever it is, right? Don't do it in a team meeting. Don't do it in front of other employees. Because then the boss feels like they have to save face. And even if they don't, they are pretty upset and remember that you did that. It just doesn't go well. Um, next most important thing, have a plan, right? I mean, where do you want to end up in your career? What do you, what do you want most? What do you want 10, 15, 20 years from now? Where do you want to end up? What are your life goals? That's important. What do you think is next for you? Sometimes career growth just isn't very likely with your current employer. That happens. There may not be much internal mobility or It may take a very long time to move up in the company. And how much patience do you have? And I recently shared this information. If you stay with an employer, on average, more than two years, you are greatly reducing your lifetime earning potential. When you move to get a new job, new employer, and you do this intelligently, get promoted, get raises, you make more money during your lifetime. It's just the truth. A friend of mine knew he was stuck in a dead-end job if he stayed with his current employer. So he did the smart thing. He looked for opportunities to get promoted by taking a job with a different company that had a position open for a supervisor. So rather than waiting around for a supervisor role to open up years down the road, he found a better employer that had a supervisor role and applied for it and got it. So he got, quote, the promotion. Another friend of mine was in a similar situation. 
but had bigger plans, really wanted to open his own business one day. So he saved money, he networked with the right people, he created a business plan, and he launched it many, many years ago. Turned it into a very successful business, and he never did return to his old profession and his low hourly pay. It completely transformed his life. You must establish goals and create a plan if you care about getting ahead, if you want to make more money. If you want to move up the career ladder, you can't just hope and pray. Make a plan, have a goal in mind, and and execute it. When you know what you want, it's easier to make the right moves to set you up for success later. It's hard to make the right moves if you have no clue where you're going, if you're just fumbling in the dark. Another important thing to do, connect and network. When I was a security guard way back when, I got to know the local police officers pretty well and the police dispatchers too. I knew them really well. We developed a friendly relationship since I always showed up for work. You know, I'd show up early and we talk a little bit. I did a good job. I did my job. You know, I wasn't a problem and I became a supervisor. So I was reliable. I showed up for work. I showed up for my schedule and I was sticking around for years when other people had quit after weeks or months. So I got promoted to be a supervisor. One of the dispatchers and a couple of the younger police officers talked me into applying to become a dispatcher. And it was a full-time role with much better pay and much better benefits than I was receiving in my part-time thing. Now, I'm an introvert, so I often just put my head down and I focus on my work. That's kind of my nature. But I can tell you, building relationships, forming these friendships, it opens the door to new opportunities. And networking outside your workplace is also a great way to learn about events, meetups, potential new employers, new companies, and job opportunities you might not otherwise discover. I talk about this all the time. There are some jobs that are really hard to find out about unless you hear about it through your network. You know, one example of networking outside your workplace, your local gym. You know, I did this at my old CrossFit gym. It was an excellent place for networking. Members were always connecting people with potential clients, you know, potential customers, other employers, Friends like to help friends, right? You get to know each other. They trust you. They like you and they want to help you out. They make introductions. Local meetups work too. I've attended local meetups. Uh, It was a mixture of people. Some were ambitious professionals that had jobs. Some were business owners, small business owners. Great place to get to know people and get referrals, get introductions, find out about opportunities. Another one, local business events and parties. You know, one example, there was a year one of my friends invited me to his office holiday party. You know, I said, hey, stop by. We're going to have some food and drink and you can meet some of the folks I work with. And usually I wouldn't attend something like that. I mean, I, I don't even want to go to my own office parties back when I had to. But it was interesting. I discovered it's a good way to expand your professional network. You meet people from all kinds of different industries and jobs and professions. And I've talked about the power of, quote, weak ties before. When you have strong ties, 
This is people you know really well, people you've worked with, people went to school with. Your networks overlap a lot. I mean, I know people that they went to Stanford and then they worked at eBay. And so they're friends with people who work at eBay that also went to Stanford. And it's like your network is a very high overlap. (laughs) But with weak ties, when you meet people that one runs a gym, one is a real estate agent, one's a lawyer, one has a restaurant, uh, one works at a tech company, you know, one's a mechanic. Those are weak ties. Your networks don't overlap very much at all. And so you will meet people and you will hear about opportunities from people you otherwise would never connect with. It's very powerful. There's some research on this. I link this in the newsletter. If you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, I have linked to this research in this article. Another good one, local town celebrations, right? I love to go to the, the celebrations in our town that's nearby. You meet lots of people. You make lots of new friends, doing volunteer work, attending outdoor recreational events, joining outdoor groups, people that go hiking and trail running and kayaking and stuff like that. I mean, your network is your most valuable asset for advancing your career. Every single one of my jobs, especially when I was in tech, came through my network came through warm introductions, came through having a inside champion who helped me get into the company, get an interview and land the job. Your network is so valuable and you are limiting yourself if you only connect with people you see daily at work or in your personal life. So you got to get out there. You got to meet new people. And then finally, trade associations, labor unions. You know, I'm not as familiar with these Some of my friends are members of those and they speak highly of them, you know, getting the support you need to advance your career, meeting people, hearing about new opportunities. If you have a plan for where you want to go, try to network with people already in the profession, industry, or business you are interested in pursuing. Build bridges now to open doors later. And yes, I'm aware that is a mixed metaphor. Um, Also important, step up. Step up. You know, I have kind of a fake quote. It says, not my job. And that's always said by people who don't get promoted. I mean, I can't tell you how often I've heard someone say that. Hey, that's not my job. It's not my job description. You'd ask them to take care of something. You're like, nope, nope. That's not my job. On the other hand, I was always the person to step up and say, I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. And I actually did. I took care of it. And I can remember many times during my past jobs and my military experience when someone had asked for a volunteer to take on some task. And if no one immediately raised their hand, jumped up and said, oh, I'm going to do it. Everybody's kind of standing there and not wanting to volunteer. I would. I'd raise my hand and say, yep, I'll do it. Because more often than not, being bold, accepting more responsibility, getting things done, led to good things for my career. People who get ahead are the ones who will occasionally step up and do more, often without being asked, because they know it just needs to get done. Going beyond what was asked, noticing a problem and proactively fixing it, taking care of a task when someone else drops the ball, taking responsibility and making things right, being brave and taking chances, 
making suggestions for improvements, improving processes, creating training manuals. I did that at one job. Now, I'm not saying you do this all the time or you do it forever. It's not acceptable for an employer to get the work of three employees out of you for the price of one. And I know that happens. It does happen. When you do go above and beyond, make sure it gets noticed. Document what you've done. Use it as supporting evidence for raises and promotions later. If your employer takes advantage of your hard work and never rewards you, never gives you a raise, doesn't promote you, it's time to look for a new job. Seriously. If they will not take care of you, you're in a bad situation. Move on. You either move up or you move on. That applies to any job in the industry. Do not stick around if you're not getting ahead. You deserve to be compensated and treated well when you're one of the great ones at work, when you're one of the most valuable employees. And know your value, finally. That's so important. I know much of the advice that I've said may come across as a one-way street. It sounds like the balance of power is in the hands of the employers, and it kind of is right now. It's not always that way. And I know it can really feel that way if you don't know your worth and if you don't stay active in the job market. If you do great work for your employer, you deserve to be compensated appropriately. When you go above and beyond, you know, you work harder, you work smarter, you should expect raises and promotions when the time is right. The working relationship goes both ways. If an employer doesn't recognize your value, treat you well, and honor your professional request for raises and promotions, and you will be a professional, I'm sure, it's time to move on. That's why you should always be actively looking for your next great job. You should always be interviewing. You should always be ready to go when necessary. No one's saying you have to accept a job offer. I tell people, always be looking, always be interviewing, and they kind of like, oh, I have a job. I don't want to do that. I'm happy. No one is going to force you to take a new job. You know, if you get a job offer and it's not that great, it's not that compelling, you just say, thanks, but no thanks. This isn't great enough for me to leave my job. But what if you do get a great offer? But if somebody says, hey, you're going to get a promotion at a 50% raise, why would you not want that? You have to be ready to go. You have to be ready to leave if you have to. For example, one of my previous employers did not live up to a promise made during the interview regarding my work schedule. There were certain days I said I couldn't work because I had a conflict. You know, I was in school. I had uh, guard duty, things like that. And they refused to make it right. They said I couldn't. I had to work the schedule. So I quit on the spot. I said, well, I guess I have to quit. At another employer, I found out that a new inexperienced employee, literally the day this person was hired, they were hired at a higher hourly rate than I was receiving. It was like, what? <laughs> so I went to my supervisor and I asked him about it. And, I, and he guess what he said? He said, uh, you're a college boy. I pay you less because you probably won't stick around. And I laughed. And I responded, well, yeah, you're right about that. I quit. I left that day and I didn't go back. And when you see someone's going to treat you that way, things aren't going to get better. So I tell everyone I coach, always be looking for your next opportunity. You never know when your situation's going to change, right? You could be in a fantastic 
job at a fantastic company working for a great manager. And then it all changes in one day. There could be a really unfortunate reorg that changes who you report to. There could be a layoff and you get caught up in it. There's been lots of layoffs over the last two, three years. Or the company's facing troubles, right? They're going down and they're like, hey, sorry, we're struggling so much that we can no longer give raises and promotions. But when you're prepared, you can move on to something better very quickly. All right, that's it. Uh, Brief reminder, love to have you at my live fireside chat event. So if you go to newsletter.invinciblecareer.com, this is how to get ahead in any job, issue 468. And there is a link to save your seat and put that on your calendar. All right, hope to see you there. Until next time, I wish you the best of luck in becoming an opportunity magnet for the best things in life.